this is, let me just check because it was earlier. It was our most read story in the past eight hours, and yup, still is. Uh, our absolutely crazy stock market. Who dares investors to sell? Danny Berger is markets reporter at Bloomberg News with us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio right here at Bloomberg headquarters in New York. So tell us about this story because everybody's reading it. Sure. We've heard this a lot, just this slow rise of the market, not much turbulence, volatility is really low. But what we sort of set out to do here was say, all right, we know this, but what does it actually look like on the ground? And we heard some very interesting things. So we lead the story talking about Credit Suisse's prime brokerage desk. Essentially, it's for hedge funds. Mm -hmm. And one of the analysts told me he rarely gets phone calls anymore. Uh, if he does, it's very long-winded. You know, this is what valuations look like. But we have all of this geopolitical turmoil, uh, a lot of uncertainty out there. We don't know who the next Fed chair is going to be. And... Investors just don't seem concerned about it. And if they are, they're not saying it and they're not voting it with their wallets that they are concerned. So what's going on? A lot of this has to do with the fear of missing out. If you FOMO. were exactly FOMO, classic FOMO here. <laughs> if you had been concerned about valuations, you would have been out of this market a while ago and you would have missed out on a lot of this rally. Uh, Bank of America has a really interesting study that shows that if you pull out near the tail end of a bull market, you miss a solid uh, as much as a quarter of the returns. So it's really difficult to justify taking out money when you have events like Brexit, for example, when all losses are reversed within three days, or even the U.S. election when their losses are reversed overnight. It's almost become responsible, as Ben Dunn from um, an advisory service had told me in this story, it's almost becoming irresponsible to not buy those small little dips. And I say small because uh, from the highs that we've had this year, the market has fallen less than 2%. So really not much turbulence going on. Right. And we constantly, on a daily basis, talk about the lack of volatility. Uh, it's just not there. I think the VIX below 10, and it has been for a long time. Tell me some of the statistics within this, within this market, because we continue mm -hmm. to see, what, record after record in the S&P, Danny. Right. We've had almost four dozen records in the S&P so far. Um, one of the interesting things is that people are increasingly willing to pay more for less. So if you combine all the sales of all the companies in the S&P 500, it's trading at its highest level since 2000. So they're paying more for less of for less output from these companies, so willing to take those higher valuations. And again, you know, I would say just because valuations are high doesn't mean that it's going to fall, but still there's this sense that something's not right. And a lot of it is also that the gains that we've seen almost are inevitable at this point, that there's nothing that can reverse them. When you have a Fed, central banks, who are extremely accommodative, it seems like there's nothing that can really shake the markets, and that is keeping people in them right now. Take us back, because I think we keep saying, well, it's the result of you know maybe President Trump and the promise of various reforms, whether it's taxes or you know holding on to infrastructure spending and various things. He certainly covered an array of topics in the most recent mm -hmm. press conference that he did just about an hour or so ago here, uh, live from the White House. But your story notes the importance of Brexit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Brexit was an instance that I think really shook people awake to the fact that any sort of political risk is going to be short-lived in this market. That you can justify it and say, hey, Brexit, at least right now, it's not affecting corporate earnings. 
um, all these other events, North Korea, what have you, they're not going to affect corporate earnings. And even when it seemed, and as it currently seems, we're going to have a hard time getting tax cuts through, other areas in the market pick up the slack. Maybe at some point we have more tax-sensitive companies leading, especially after the election, and we got chatter of tax reform. But maybe that dies down and we have tech stepping in and allowing uh, the market to continue forward. But if I may, go back to Brexit. I mean, we all... Everybody was kind of surprised by that <laughs> result. The market certainly were. We saw equity markets sell off. We saw nervousness mm-hmm. in the markets. But then they bounced right back. And it was yeah. like, voila. It's it's pretty remarkable. And I, I wish, Carol, that I had a really good answer for why yeah. this keeps happening. But if uh, Nobel Prize winner Richard Thaler can't even come up with a reason, I we feel... We did ask him about yes, this. Yes, that was very interesting. On Bloomberg TV, uh, he didn't understand why stocks... Uh, keep going up. So I I feel comforted in the fact that I have a a difficult time coming up for the reason why it has reversed. But no, Brexit certainly was remarkable. Um, I'm sure on trading floors, it was remarkable. Being a reporter was remarkable because we were ready Mm -hmm. to be up for as long as it took. And and we were just so surprised seeing how quickly markets bounce back from that instance. Yeah, absolutely. And and never easy to call a market top. So good luck with that, everybody. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, going to leave it on that note. Dan, Thank you so much. Danny Berger, she's our markets reporter here at Bloomberg News, joining in uh, us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio right here in New York City.